Yes, that's who Jesus is. Beautiful, wonderful, powerful. And today is all about him. Our worship leader, Kamein, could sing so tenderly about Jesus because he knows and loves Jesus. He knows him to be beautiful, wonderful, powerful. And maybe you do too. You know, maybe you've done a bunch of Easter's and this is your favorite day to praise him. Or maybe you're new to this Jesus, but you feel drawn to him now for some reason, for some reason. Either way, grateful to be with you. Happy Easter. As I was writing this Easter message, heavy on my heart was one of my friends. And some of you know her too. Her name is Regina Gurton. She's a pastor here at Providence Church, and she was pretty much a rock star in 2020 as she led our community recovery effort after a devastating tornado. And then uh, that recovery through a pandemic. They actually put Regina on the front page of our yearly local magazine. And she would never say she was a hero, but she was, and she represented a bunch more heroes. And in the midst of all that was 2020, Regina was also pregnant. She and her husband, Jeff, had walked a long, hard road, longing for this baby. And I remember their joy and trepidation sharing about this new pregnancy as she continued to serve the community. She carried their new baby, known to us friends as Baby G. Well, she was on my mind and heart as I wrote this sermon because she and I and her husband, Jeff, were texting at the time. Their baby had just been born, a girl, Eliza Hope. And we were texting because Regina was riding to Louisiana with baby in tow in the hopes of seeing her mom before she died. Regina made it to see her mom. As I was putting the finishing touches on my sermon, she texted me to say that she was able to make it and see her mom. And in the next hour, her mom died. Regina's mom, as often happens, had waited for her daughter. <laughs> Regina's mom, as I learned about her, sounded a lot like Regina, spirited, strong, faithful. She was a church musician who'd instilled in Regina a strong work ethic, serving others, and mostly love. Regina shared with us that she knew the beautiful, wonderful, powerful love of Jesus because of her mom. And now, Regina was a mom, holding a baby with the name Hope as her mom passed away. Why do I want to tell you about that today? I mean, other than the fact that an inspiring person to many of us is knowing great joy and great loss, and so we feel with her. Well, Regina's story reminded me of Easter. Yeah, I was knee deep into the Easter story study and talking with Regina and Jeff at the same time, and I could see Easter in them. In the first Easter, Jesus' friends watched the one they love die. Their beautiful, wonderful, powerful Jesus is gone, and yet they still hold hope. And the one who died is actually alive. Here's the story. Three women, Mary, Mary, and Salome, go to Jesus' tomb just after sunrise because where else are they going to go? <laughs> kind of like Regina's drive to Louisiana. They were doing what you do. You know, if you've ever lost someone you love, you know you feel kind of numb but you somehow just know you're supposed to be there in the moments before they die and in the days after. You're just kind of around doing the stuff you have to do. And that's what these women were doing when the Sabbath was over. Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so they might go anoint Jesus' body very early. On the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? 
What's going on here? Well, they're talking about a problem, a problem with the stone. Did you hear it? The large stone covering the, covering the entrance to the tomb. They're thinking, how will they move it? This is the how do you move the stone problem, and it's what I would like to call a presenting problem, or sometimes what we call a presenting issue. And that just means it's a problem, but it's not the real problem. It's a problem pointing to a bigger problem. You know what I mean? This is like when the headaches get you to the doctor, or your quick trigger to get angry makes you set up an appointment with the counselor. Something's wrong. They'll want to hear about your headaches or why you're losing your temper, but those things are almost always just a presenting problem the problem that's pointing to another bigger problem. How are we going to move the stone was not the problem of the day. The problem was Jesus was dead. Their savior was dead. Their friend was dead. The one who introduced them to love was dead. The problem was their hearts were broken. But here they are talking about a stone. I wonder if for a moment we could think about our problems, like what we're talking about, you know? What is your problem? What's your problem? <laughs> what problem can you see right now? And I wonder if we would look to see what that problem might actually be pointing to. A way I might ask that is, how's your heart? How's your heart doing right now? So when Mary and Mary and Salome looked up, it says they saw that the stone their problem, which was very large, had been rolled away. The Easter story says that God can move the thing that's keeping you from Jesus. God addresses the problem, the problem you can see, so you can get to the heart of the matter. There's always the problem you can see, you know, like I have a drinking problem, I have a problem in my marriage, my child's in trouble, I have a financial problem, I have depression, I have anxiety, and all those things can seem like a very big deal because they are but these things point to how our hearts are really doing. As you consider the stones that you can see, your problems, hear this, this Easter, God can roll away the stone. God can move the thing out of the way that you think is your biggest problem. God can remove the one thing that you think is keeping you from Jesus. God has the power to do it. For the three women on Easter morning, the stone was no longer a problem, and now they had to face the real problem, which was Jesus is dead. And it's there, guys, it's there. When we face the problem we can see and allow God to move it out of the way, it's there that we can experience the true power of Easter. Moving stones is great, but there's more. Check it out, hear the scripture. It says, as they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified, the dead guy. He has risen. He's not here. See the place where they laid him? And go, tell his disciples and Peter, he's going ahead of you into Galilee and there you will see him just as he told you. The stone, guys, was a very real problem, but God moved it away. So now what are they gonna do? <laughs> you know, now you have to face the real issue. The disciples had to face the real problem and that is their hearts are broken. They didn't know how to go on living the real problem is that without Jesus, their lives were over. And so the real problem is that Jesus was dead. And so what they found on Easter morning is what we find out. Not only can God roll away the stones in our lives, Jesus is alive. And that means the real problem in my life, my broken heart because of my sin and the sin of others, real pain, real loss can be made alive again. 
in the Jewish tradition, the one that Mary, Mary, and Salome would have been a part of, there was this built-in longing for a day when things would be made right. Not just a few things be made right, but all the debts paid, all the wrongs righted, and all the lost land brought back, and all the families reunited. They called it the year of Jubilee. It was a time in their Jewish law when every seven years, when just those things would happen, land would be given back to rightful owners, debts forgiven, people could come home. But there's no evidence that the year of Jubilee ever happened. They just waited and longed. They knew what they were hoping for, but they could never make that day come. And I think we can feel that way sometimes with all our problems. Like, is it ever gonna come? Is it ever gonna be made right? And we've been good at looking at and talking about our problems this year. Problems related to politics, problems related to the virus, problems on social media, problems related to injustice, all real problems. But don't you see they're just presenting problems? That our world is broken, and our world has sin, and our world has evil, and we have no hope unless there's a day coming when all the things can just be made right. And that's why God didn't just roll away the stone that day. The Spirit of God caused Jesus' heart to beat again. Blood started flowing in his veins and arteries. His empty lungs filled up with air. He put his feet on the floor, stood up, and walked out alive. Jesus, the Messiah, was the only one who could bring a day of Jubilee when the debt of sin was paid and the people of God came back to their rightful place as sons and daughters of the Most High. And that's what Christians celebrate big time today all over the world. This is the moment we've been waiting for. And so this is our biggest party. This is our Jubilee. He's alive. And so we become people who tell of his beauty, his wonder, his power. We sing about it and the story is passed on. Regina's story reminded me of Easter, not just because Jesus' friends watched the one they loved die, but because after his death, they held in their hands hope like baby Eliza hope. A constant reminder that life is more powerful than death. But it's more than that. We believe as Christians that Regina's mom is not dead, she's alive. And that means we can live too. Easter means you don't have to die. For centuries there have been people who have heard that news, this Easter story, and it's done something in their hearts. Their hearts were healed hearing it and believing Jesus. And if that's you today, just hearing this story is doing something in you, I want to invite you today to say yes to Jesus. If your sin and the sins of others has put up such a barrier that it's all you can see, you can believe today and say yes to Jesus as Lord. You can be saved. Today, let's proclaim Jesus as beautiful, wonderful, powerful. Let's hold hope in our arms. And as Jubilee breaks free in our hearts, let's say what those whose hearts have been changed by Christ have said since that first morning with Mary, Mary, and Salome. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed.